I get a lot of people asking me how we were blessed to walk away from corporate America in our early 30s. Well, listen, I don't want to keep that a secret. I want to share it with the world. And so maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to figure out how do I even get started on my journey of entrepreneurship and getting to a level of freedom? Well, text the word freedom to 737-777-9909. Enter your information in. And we look forward to sharing some information with you, a proven system with small overhead, right? That you can do part-time spare time right from the comfort of your home and have amazing mentors, coaches, and a community of entrepreneurs who are willing to support you and help you on your journey to freedom. Welcome to Code Freedom. I'm your host, Eddie Bales. Have you ever felt stuck? Have you ever felt like there's got to be more to life than the reality that you see every day? Tune in weekly, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays as we crack the codes to freedom in every area of your life. Welcome to the Code Freedom Podcast, episode 227, and we have a special guest, Sherelle Moore Tucker, and she is a wellness educator, a military veteran with over 10 years of experience in the wellness space, and during her enlistment in the Army, she began experiencing excruciating back pain. Upon receiving a diagnosis of arthritis, she tried yoga and meditation as a recommendation from her doctor and found that those practices helped her with pain flares and sleep. She soon began teaching these practices along with mindful movement, targeting, stretching, mobility exercises, and trauma-informed practices to others in 2010. And so now she's a registered National Yoga Alliance um, as a Yoga Alliance continuing education provider, and she's doing some incredible things in the wellness community. So please welcome to the show, Miss Sherelle Moore Tucker. Welcome to the Code Freedom Podcast. This is episode 227, and I'm really excited. We have a special guest, Ms. Sherelle Moore-Tucker. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. Glad to have you. And um, I got to tell you, um, you know, when I came across you, I really thought this would be a great episode because uh, I've really been, matter of fact, I did a previous episode on um, meditation and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I thought to myself, I'm not really an expert in that area. I'm just kind of getting into it. So um, there's so much information out there. But man, when I when I started looking, I saw people with crystals and all kind of other crazy stuff. And I'm like, okay, I want somebody that uh, at least is a Christian <laughs> that can kind of speak from that angle. But before we jump into some of that, you know, tell us, you know, what got you into yoga and 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 actually meditation as well? Yeah. So. It's um it's very, very popular now, but it wasn't, you know, more than 10, 15 years ago. And it wasn't even really something that I was looking into. I came into the wellness space by yoga and meditation due to my own health challenges. So I'm a, a proud military veteran. I served in the United States Army. And during that time, I received a diagnosis of osteoarthritis. And so I was dealing with a lot of uh, back pain, which is not uncommon for those that have served in the military. 
And after going through standard protocols with my primary care doctor at the time, uh, he recommended, hey, you know, there's some free yoga classes here on base. You know, you may consider trying that to just kind of help alleviate some of the pain that you're dealing with. And uh, I found that class and uh, that was my first time ever taking uh, a yoga class. I was stationed at Fort Rucker in Alabama and the yoga instructor uh, was just sharing some different stretches and different poses to that actually, you know, help relieve some of the, the tension and the stress that I was dealing with uh, from osteoarthritis. So that was kind of my first introduction into yoga uh, at, at a military installation. Wow. Wow. You know, I'm, I'm blown away at what you just shared because um, I actually have some back issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? So I'm, um, I'm like sitting in my chair, like trying to hold it, <laughs> but I'm internally in pain. Uh, my, my wife had me move some stuff around the house and, uh, you know, I don't know, I must have pulled something or did something. And ever since then, this has been a challenge and I've never done yoga, yoga ever. So um, I'm, I'm a real newbie. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. But, and, and, and so with that, you know, yoga, it wasn't um, movement is not foreign to me, you know, uh, being in the military, uh, rough marching, running, um, just being physical is a part of my childhood. So I went to a performing arts school. Um, I practiced ballet for about six years. I also sang in concert choir. So you, you know, utilizing my body in a number of different ways is very, um, it's very good for me. It's very healing. It's how I kind of just tune into myself, dancing, singing, movement. So yoga was was not foreign, but it was definitely different. Um, and when I tried it, it, it was very helpful with the back pain. Wow, good stuff. Well, I'm definitely going to have to look into that. And uh, it's funny because I went to a performing arts school too. I played the piano. Oh, cool. Yeah. We yeah. That's got some creative people here. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, just curious, what what kind of benefits have you seen from from doing yoga and you know meditation? You know, a lot. You know, even though I was physical, you know, I did a lot, a lot of running in the military, a lot of marching, a lot of lifting, just a lot of using my body on a regular basis. Just like you know, some people may go to work and they sit all day. It was pretty much movement throughout the day. So when I started practicing yoga, it was also movement, but it was in a different way. It was it was like stretching and kind of being, you know, moving a lot slower, slower paced than what I was accustomed to in the military. And I found that very healing for me. I was able to really tune into my body. It helped me with sleep, which, you know, there were times where I would be in so much pain, I, I couldn't really get a lot of sleep. And we know that sleeping can help with healing. So if you're not going into that unconscious state, you're missing out on opportunities for your body to heal. So that was a big one for more, for me, being able to sleep. It also helped with the amount of uh, spasms uh, that I would have, uh, different muscle spasms it, where it was more routine. It, I, it, there began to, there was more time in between different spasms. And it just helped with overall daily pain, um, being able to stretch and move a little bit slower. The, the key that I think was really helpful was, you know, really breathing during, you know, exercising and moving my body. I really learned how important breathing was and different breathing exercises that can help 
uh, people like me and other people deal with chronic pain. So that was like kind of all new to me in that space of yoga. Of course, I was accustomed to moving and breathing and being in tune with my body through dance and and uh, ballet and those things. But this was not performance based. With with a lot of the things that I'd done in the past, it was like all performance based. This was just something for me. I needed help with my body, so that's how it was a little bit different. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. Um, you know, I um actually have a, some some blood pressure issues, mm-hmm. and um, I've, I've obviously I've been working on it and getting it taken care of. But one of the things that I found that instantly brings it down is breathing. Yeah. You know, deep breathing exercises. So I'm just um, you know, tell us a little bit more about about that, the the, the breathing exercises. Man, it, it is it is so important. It's a wonderful gift that God gives us every second that you know we can very easily take for granted because we don't have to necessarily think to breathe. We God has given us the opportunity to uh, breathe with a level of consciousness where we can engage in breathing exercises. But when we're not thinking about it, when we're going about our day to day. God has designed us in a way that we don't even have to think about it. We can just breathe. But when we are uh, able to bring an intention and consciousness to the breathing and actually notice it, notice if we're breathing very in a shallow way, which is how I used to breathe, like chest breathing really fast. Um, I was able to kind of slow that down and understand how important deep breathing is, like from your belly and your diaphragm and deep breathing. You think that it's not a big deal because we all, you know, we're breathing right now. We breathe every day. But when you're able to kind of stop and focus on it and it helps you to kind of get more in tune with your body and it and, and it's in, in this divine way, it kind of helps with pain because typically I'll just speak for myself when I am in pain I tend to breathe faster you know almost like hyperventilating at some point interesting interesting well tell us tell us more about um you know your experience with meditation because that's something that I've been diving into a lot and you mentioned about the unconscious state um and how there's a lot of healing there so you know tell us more about that Yeah, so meditation is very popular. People are very interested and there's a lot of myths and misinformation around meditation, but I'll just explain just from my own personal experience. So when I started practicing yoga, some teachers would um, introduce um, very light forms of meditation, like a breathing meditation. So we would just simply kind of close our eyes and focus on our breath. And that was my introduction to meditation. And it was really simple. It was something that I understood. It wasn't something that um, I thought contended with any spiritual beliefs or anything that I had. So it was it was a really good experience for me. And then as I continued with um, my yoga practice and stretching and moving my body, I began to learn a little bit more about the different types of yoga. Like, you know, there is um, historical information around Christian yoga. Um, There are different types of Buddhist meditations, all different types of meditations that are used spiritually. And then some meditations that are used to help people with physiological relief, like mental health and well-being in the body. And so some people may use terms like 
uh, meditations that are secular, that aren't necessarily tied to a particular religion, and then meditations that are used for spiritual purposes, which Christian meditation, I believe, will fall into that category. I think what's important for people to understand is at the very basis of who we are as human beings, we all have the ability to meditate. And whether we understand it or not, we all meditate in some form day in and day out. And I'll give you a very simple example. Did you know that warring is a negative form of meditation? And I think that we all can be honest with ourselves and say that we've had times where we ruminate on the worst possible outcome of something, or we just worry. We worry about ourselves, our family, our friends. We worry about our jobs, you know, just different things that come up. So it's basically about thinking intently on a thing. And when that thing is negative, it's called worry. And worry is a form of meditation. We meditate on what we're going to eat every day. When you Take a moment, you're looking at a menu, you're meditating. When you're at work and you're very deep in your work and you're trying to concentrate maybe before a presentation, that's a form of meditation, concentration. We all have done it in school, studying for tests. So I wanted to just give some of those examples so that people can understand that meditation is um, not this super spiritual thing, but meditation is even as mundane as the things that we do day to day from meditating on what we're going to cook, what we're going to eat, worrying about things. These are all uh, opportunities that we don't necessarily view as meditation, but we're, we're in a meditative state. Wow. I never, I never thought of it that way. Um, I know the Bible talks about meditation quite a bit, but sometimes Christians have a tendency to make it like hokey pokey type of like type of yeah. thing. And and I, and I get why, because there can be a, a very fine line. So I, I guess I would ask you, where would you where would you kind of draw the line from from it being some kind of like new age type of thing yeah. to being where where we are as Christians? Yeah, you know, this is the thing when it comes to, you know, meditation or anything that we have to do our own research and learn about, it's really important to, you know, pray about all that you do and ask God for to sharpen our discernment and whatever we decide to do. When it comes to meditation, when it comes to Christian meditation, uh, I think uh, a, a lot of Christians believe that anything that is not considered Christian meditation is automatically evil or demonic, and that's not necessarily the case. But let's talk a little bit about Christian meditation and its intent and its purpose. From my understanding, Christian meditation is about resting in the presence of God, and you can use biblical scriptures to do that. So meditating on the word, pondering, ruminating on the word, chewing on the word, and you can do that a number of ways. You can do that by actually reading the Bible and maybe reading over a passage a few times and closing your eyes and just being quiet and allow Holy Spirit to illuminate some of the things that you've read. You can simply not read a scripture and maybe focus on a particular theme or a word in the Bible and maybe just be quiet. Um, some people have different techniques of connecting with God, but I think most people are most familiar with biblical meditation, which is simply reading a few passages in the Bible, taking a moment to pause, ruminate on it, maybe reading that passage over and over again, not in a 
effort to intellectualize it or turn it into a Bible study, but to allow Holy Spirit to just illuminate something that you may not have seen before. So you sit with it, you chew on it, you sit with it, you chew on it, you sit with it. And I think that that is the most common and the oldest form of meditation that people know. We know that our ancestors did that, whether um, they took time to read scriptures or maybe you commit them to memory and you just say them over and over in your mind. That is a beautiful form of meditation. And then some things that are not so, that are a little bit out the box for some people is being able to connect with God through nature. Uh, two years ago, I got into hiking. I love being outside. And for many people, that is a way to meditate with God through using his creation and being able to have that time outside, which we know there's so many benefits of being outside in the sunshine, breathing fresh air. It does great things for the body as well as for the spirit. Uh, for some people, they may decide to meditate by journaling. So there's so many different techniques, but I would say the foundation is more so biblical meditation. Awesome. Awesome. You know, I, I always tell people that when you pray, you speak to God, but when you meditate, you allow God to speak to you. Yeah, I, I think that that's I think that's so important that you said that because meditation is not this spooky bad thing, especially when it comes to Christian meditation. But it's allowing Holy Spirit the opportunity to breathe in your life and to intercede on those things that you may not even be consciously aware of. It's a time for us to just slow down and, and rest in God. Sometimes we think we have all the language and all the things that we want to say, but there's so much that God wants to say to us, but we have to be quiet first. <laughs> and I know that some people have an issue with silence and being quiet, but it really is key to any, any type of meditative practice. I wanted to mention the other one that uh, a lot of churches and Christians are getting into, and it's prayer walks or meditative walks. And I've been on both. Some people walk and they pray the entire time verbally out loud. And then there are some people that do more meditative walks, meaning that you're not walking to count your steps but you're walking and you're just looking out at God's beautiful creation and allowing God's voice to speak through what he created to you, just almost like a stroll. And that can be meditative in nature for people that have a hard time just sitting still. You can meditate um, with God by being active by walking as well. Um, and then I wanted to touch on the other part. Um, Christian meditation and then other forms of meditation. Many people are familiar with mindfulness meditation, which is a secular form of meditation that you will see taught in schools, um, higher uh, education um, and hospitals and all types of different places. And mindfulness meditation typically uh, focuses on physiological benefits. So there's a lot of research and data around the science of meditation, how it helps to increase the gray matter in your brain. Um, as we get older, our gray matter in our brain shrinks. Um, and that has to do with how we think, our cognition. And so meditation has been shown in studies to help with memory, with focus and things of that nature. So some people meditate and it's not a Christian meditation, but there is not spiritual in nature either. They're meditating to sharpen their mind, 
to help them become more calm and not so agitated. And those are things that are not necessarily Christian, but they are good for your health and well-being. Have you ever wanted to invest in the stock market, but you just didn't know which platform to use? Well, there's an easy app that I like to use. It's simple and it's free. Uh, it's called Robinhood. And if you go into our show notes, you actually can click on the link. You can set up an account. Again, it's free. And when you do that, once you set it up, you actually can get a free stock just for being a Code Freedom listener. And so, uh, look, you can do short-term trading, long-term trading. Um, you can buy options. And there's so many other little different things that you can do. So take advantage of it today. And let's get you on your course to investing. Every episode, we talk about stretching ourselves and growing ourselves and becoming better. And I get it. You're busy. You're on the go. You don't always have time to stop and maybe read a book. Well, listen, I got the perfect thing for you. You're probably familiar with Audible. Audible is an audiobook service from Amazon, and they offer the world's biggest selection of books. I'm talking any book that I've recommended, and I've recommended a lot. You can get that book, and you can listen to it on the go while you're in the car. Why not turn your car into Drive Time University? Uh, and for just for listening to this podcast, you can get your first 30 days free on us. So go to audibletrial.com forward slash code freedom. That's audibletrial.com forward slash code freedom and we'll also put that in the show notes yes I, I appreciate you for clarifying that and um you know I, i'm one that has had issues in terms of sitting still because yeah. i would always fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> and then i'd get mad at myself uh one person suggested that um you know just meditate for 10 minutes at a time yes get better with being able to sit still I don't know where the notion kind of came from, you know, probably from, you know, other forms of spiritual meditation that people have to do it for long periods of time. But I encourage anyone that is even new to meditation to just try five minutes and make it simple. Just do a breathing exercise, like take a moment and take 10 deep breaths, nice and slow. And that's meditative in nature as well. You don't always have to go right into um, meditation and trying to cross your legs and be still. But what is also beneficial for people too that are beginners are just doing meditative practices, things that allow you to incorporate a sense of slowing down in your life, like um, decluttering your closet, journaling, reading, all these things can kind of allow you to do baby steps to slowly kind of being still and sitting in a chair for 10 minutes, doing different meditative activities that are already slow in nature. And if you never get to meditation and you just enjoy meditative activities, that's fine too. You're still going to get the benefits of being able to slow down and learn how to be more self-aware and introspective in your life. Wow. I love it. I'm, I'm loving all the stuff you're sharing. And like, um, you know, as far as journaling, I never really considered that to be a form of meditation, but it's something that I love to do. And, um, you know, one day I, I caught myself going down this rabbit hole of negative thoughts. And then I said, I, so I tell people to think about what you're thinking about. Because a lot of times we're, uh, we're unconsciously conscious, if that makes sense. We're like not thinking about things, but we're thinking about things. Mm -hmm. And it just happens to be on autopilot. So I noticed that I was going down this negative rabbit hole of negative thoughts. And I said, wait, let me stop that because that's not going to serve me. So then I started to just start writing down things that I'm grateful for. Mm -hmm. um, or I started to write how I wanted things to be instead of how, that, how they were in reality. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would write things kind of like I tell people instead of replaying the past, preplay the future. Oh, I like that. That's that's really good advice. Yeah. So so I you know I have to catch myself sometimes because it's so easy to go down that negative road. We have like sixty thousand thoughts a day, and I believe the majority of them are negative just because of programming. Yeah. Um, but if we can identify some of those thoughts, and that's why I just really love this whole idea of meditating because we can catch those thoughts and then kind of bring it back to you know like the Bible says, think on thoughts of above um, instead of thinking of what's happening in the world instead of my, uh, you know, Matthew 6, 33, um, seek ye first the kingdom, you know, but, but above that, um, it talks about how the birds don't have to worry about food and, and, and everything else. So it's like, we start to worry, like you said, and then we start thinking of all these bad things that could happen. And then we start to draw that into our lives. So I just love this type of conversation. And, um, I, I'm just curious, do you have any, um, like a story of someone that you've helped, like a client of yours, or maybe even uh, a big benefit of your own that that you've seen a major breakthrough uh, as it relates to either yoga or meditation? Well, yeah, I mean, I have so many stories, you know, I've been uh, teaching, I've been practicing yoga since 2010, no, 2008, and I started teaching in 2010. So I've I've taught in churches, hospitals, senior senior citizen centers, law firms, schools. I've met so many people in the course of my life. It it is really amazing. And I have some amazing stories, but I think one story that sticks out for me are the people that think that they can't meditate. And then they'll come to like one of my classes, or maybe it's like, you know, just a little short workshop or something. And the story is like, wow, I really can meditate. Or they're surprised that, you know, as I was guiding them through maybe a guided meditation that they were able to meditate for five and 10 minutes. And that's always, those are always the stories that make my heart smile because people are literally breaking down barriers, doing things that they didn't think that they could do based on maybe what they saw on social media or where someone else told them. And I also think that people don't realize how important community is. Sometimes we will try to meditate and do these different things on our own. And when you're in community, I always tell people, if you're new to meditation, if you have an opportunity to do it within your family, with your partner, your children, or extended family, try it. Because when you meditate in a group, there is there is uh, there is something beautiful that is birthed out of that. Everyone coming together and not just being silent, but just being quiet for a moment so that you can sense and feel people's awareness in that room. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And people share with me that the Holy Spirit has brought certain things up in their heart in that moment when they've just been quiet or they felt a sense of uh, embrace by God and felt his love in a different way when they're able to just be still and just be quiet. Some people have a hard time with stillness. So there's nothing wrong with music. 
some some people like to meditate with music. I just would recommend maybe something that doesn't have lyrics because music can be distracting where you start singing along and then it's a worship session more so. So maybe uh, nature sounds. One of the things that's really been popular last year and this year, people are getting into different types of noises. I'm sure you probably heard of white noise, brown noise, pink noise, and it's the noise that you hear back in the day when, when TVs weren't as advanced as they are, the, the snow, the snow on the TV is very similar to that. But that brown noise, that white noise is also equated to kind of like what you hear when you're on an airplane. It's, it can be very soothing for some people. So you can meditate with that kind of like background noise in the back if silence is uh, very hard for you. People that have different types of traumas that they haven't dealt with sometimes have a difficult time with silence. Um, I also have certifications in mindfulness resilience training. So working with veterans that have PTSD, silence, uh, certain sounds can be triggering. So I'm very sensitive to all of those things. And so that's why I always try to provide a number of different ways for people to uh, practice these types of meditations in different ways because everybody is different and everyone has different experiences. Wow, this is this has been a, a great episode. It's been very helpful. And um, you know, so this 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 podcast is about freedom, how people can have freedom in their lives. And um, as we get ready to kind of wrap it up, okay. what would you say is a, a a big reason why I'm just kind of using them interchangeably, but yoga or meditation could be a code to freedom for them to have more freedom in their lives? Wow, that's a that's a really good question. I would say that incorporating meditation, yoga, or other types of mindfulness practices that allow you to slow down can be can lead to freedom and better understanding who you are, how you live, and how you move here in this world. It's not until sometimes that we slow down that we have the opportunity to heal that we have the opportunity to learn from past mistakes. And I think that with the slowing down comes a sense of freedom, that you have the opportunity to look back on some things that you want to change, some things that you've learned, and you have an opportunity to evolve as a person and become better and better each and every day. And I find that when I was on that hamster wheel of life, going really, really fast, you're always on to the next goal. You never pause to like smell the roses and think about, yeah, I've, I've come a long way. I'm really different than I was six months ago. And so that understanding, that sense of awareness doesn't typically come when you're on 10 all the time. And I tell people that if you're in a situation where you're not able to stop, I understand there's livelihood, people have to work, people have to provide for themselves, and there's a lot of pressures in life. But I encourage people, if you can't stop, just slow down your pace just a little bit, just a little bit to look around you, to reflect so that you can take those lessons learned and progress in a different way, in a more effective way so that you can reach your dreams and your goals and be all that God has called you to be. Good stuff. Good stuff. The, the word that I'm hearing kind of is awareness, you know. Awareness, yes. Yeah, I mean, because you can have a greater awareness of, like you said, who you are um, and how you fit into the equation and what God's purpose is for you and all those good things. So, yeah, it's like it's a lot. I, I just speak for me. Um, often, one of the things that I've always wanted to study more of just is how to hear from God. 
Uh, but what I realized is God is speaking all the time. <laughs> all the time. We're just running too much. We don't even right. hear it. We're, we're not aware, we're not conscious that he is speaking. So I, I love this whole thought. And I think I think this is so amazing. And it's such an honor to have you on. So I want more people to know who you are and what you do and things like that. So how can people connect with you? Yes, thank you, Eddie. So people can learn more about me by going to my website, ShereleMoreTucker.com. I also, uh, if people are um, active on YouTube, they can also find me on YouTube at ShereleMoreTucker.com where I upload uh, content every week, two videos a week, uh, whether it's answering wellness questions, whether it's uh, yoga, mindful movement, mobility training, and meditation. So that's where everyone can find me. If you're on Instagram, you can also find me there as well. I'm not as active, but I do have a presence on Instagram at uh, Sherelle Moore Tucker. Awesome. And I'll make sure that I put it in the show notes as well. So people can just click the link and, and find you as well. So thank, thank you so you. much for being on the Cold Freedom Podcast. And we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate you guys for listening. Um, definitely feel free to take a screenshot of this episode. Tag me in it on Instagram. Uh, or Facebook or wherever you find me on social media. I would love to give you a shout out. Hey, you might even get a prize. Who knows? But uh, excited that you had a chance to take a listen. I hope you got a lot of value and uh, definitely feel free to uh, give us five stars as well as a review. Uh, show us some love and we appreciate you. God bless you all and see you all over the top.